0: Turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 10 this evening. We'll get into get into God's Word. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 10. I hear some pages turning still. I'll wait just a second. Truly <coughs> really do pray for me this evening as I preach. God will... Help me to say what needs to be said and only that. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse number 10, the Bible says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. So let's pray this evening. God, I just want to thank you this evening for the opportunity to stand in, in your church, Lord, and behind this pulpit, God, and just preach from your word, Lord. I ask God that you'll that you'll be with us this evening. God, we need your presence tonight. Lord, I need your presence tonight. I need your help. God, I can't do anything without you. I am nothing without you, Lord. God, I just need you to come and to fill me, Lord, in your word. God, I pray that you'll open our hearts, Lord, to what you have for us this evening. Lord, we just ask for your presence, especially tonight, Lord, that you'll just be and come and meet with us and walk amongst us, Lord. Lord, we need you in our church, in our homes, in our houses. We need you, Lord, more than we know. God, I just ask that you'll bless this message. Help me to preach quickly and clearly this evening, Lord. Help me to only say what it would be that you'd have to say said tonight. God help me to give you all the glory and the praise for anything said done here this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to preach a message entitled this evening, "A Change of Clothes." A change of clothes. In our text, we read here, the Bible says that there's some clothes here we're looking at. The Bible talks about the garments of salvation in that verse in chapter 10. The garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness. And I believe as Christians, I believe as, as a people, we need to have a change of clothes. When we become saved, whenever we've asked Jesus Christ into our hearts, Whenever we've come to the Lord, we've come to Him through the cross, there ought to be something that changes with inside of us. There ought to be something that changes not only inside of us, but outwardly we ought to be able to see a change amongst God's people. There ought to be a difference. There needs to be a change of clothes. The Bible talks here in this verse in our text about the, the garments of righteousness, the garments of salvation and the robes of salvation in Isaiah chapter 64 if you'll flip over there just a page or so in your Bible's Isaiah chapter 64 and verse number 6 the Bible says that but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses as filthy rags and we all do fade as the leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away the Bible tells us that it ain't nothing of ourselves. There's nothing that we can do amongst ourselves. We cannot keep the law good enough. Right. We cannot do enough good works. We cannot go to church enough. You can't drop enough money back in there and the offering plate. You can't do enough to merit your self-goodness in God's eyes. Amen. The Bible says that all of our righteousnesses yep. is as filthy rags, yep. every bit of it. Amen. Nasty, stinking, filthy rags Amen. is all that we've got in front of us. That's all that we've got to offer Jesus Christ in our, in our, own, in our own self-righteousness. <clears throat> I brought with me this evening Some of you are getting a little nervous about this. (laughs) It's not that bad. It's a filthy rag, okay? It's not not okay? That's where we're going with this. It's a filthy rag. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I seen this the other day, Pastor Edge. I was walking across the yard, and I seen this thing laying out in the yard. And it was laying by the clothesline. And I'll tell you what it is. I'm trying to get it out of here delicately because I don't want it on me. It's an old coat. Okay. Now I want to see a raise of hands. I know there's a bunch of old farmers around here. I want to know how many... I done touched it. How many of you got a coat like this at the house? I know some of you, it's pretty close. And you've got something, I mean, it's ripped, it's tore, it's tattered. I want you to look, the pockets, you can't put nothing in that, Brother Brent. It ain't going to stay it's nasty look how filthy that is i'm not even going to tell you what that is okay that's nasty but i seen this old coat laying in the yard and i said that thing it's runt it's pretty much got all the good out of it that it's ever going to get and uh, the reason it was laying in the yard is because my wife had done gave up on it and she said i'm not washing that again she said, it's done for, but I'll let the dog have it. So it got crammed in a dog bed. We're going to keep the dog warm all winter long. and uh, So the dog's been laying on it. Phil, I don't know if you can see it. There's lots of nasty old dog hair all in that thing. Yeah. The dog loved it. It's the filthiest thing. Well, I picked it up, and I asked, I asked my wife... I said, where's that old coat that was laying in the yard? Yeah. She said, why? I said, I'm going to take it to church tonight. <laughs> and I got the reaction. It was priceless. I wish I could have had it recorded. She said, "Ooh, that's nasty. I said, well, I know it's nasty. That's why I'm taking it to church tonight. I said, well, she goes, why would you take it to church tonight? And I said, well, tell me what else is wrong with it. She said, well, it's not only is it filthy, it probably stinks," I said. "I bet it does." And she said, uh, "I said, is there anything else that you don't like about this coat?" She said, "Well, it's ripped a little bit. You know, it's kind of tattered. It's it's no good. It's it's just it's pretty ratty, chewed up." And I said, "Well, what?" She said, "It's it's just it's filthy. It's disgusting." And she said, I hope you're not gonna wear that. <laughs> I said, Well it had crossed my mind, but for one thing, it won't fit. And I don't think I want that on me. Cause it's now I'll I'll, I'll be admit I did I did help it a little bit before we left because it wasn't quite as dirty as I wanted it to be, because it had got rained on a few times. But it's pretty nasty. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that all of our righteousnesses are as a filthy rag. You know that old nasty coat there? That's not that bad. A person could probably throw that in the washing machine. You might be able to clean it up enough to where it don't stink at least. Get some of the dog hair off of it. I don't think I would ever wear it again. But there's things that you can do with it. God looks at us and he says, Ooh, That's filthy. That's nasty. Your rags that you've brought me. And you say, well, Lord, this is the best that I've got to offer. That's horrible. That's nasty. The Bible tells us that we need to have a change of clothes. Something like that. Uh, In Titus chapter 3 and verse number 5. The Bible says not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing and regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior that being justified by his grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now something like this old coat here this old nasty coat like I can say that could be washed, and it would look a little bit better. We could get some of this filth off of it. <clears throat> that's grease, okay? That that That's not cow manure. I didn't get that crazy with it. That's grease off my tractor. I know some of you are thinking, don't even touch that. You're looking at it. But we could clean this up a little bit, and we can make it look a little bit better. And uh, <clears throat> we could do some washing to it. The Bible talks about washing, and we can do a little bit to that thing. That verse that we just read, it, <clears throat> it talks about the, the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's not what the Bible's talking about. You don't come to God with your filthy rags and say, I'm going to clean up a little bit. God, why don't you wash some of this sin off of me? Nope. Yeah. Take some of this. I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes. I'm going to quit doping. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit these things, God. And I'm going to clean my life up. Lord, can you help me clean my life up and make me a better person? That's not what God is talking about. God says you need a change of clothes. You need to change your heart. You need, to, you need to have something coming in you that's renewing you. Not just some, some tide we 're not talking about an agitator washing machine right. the washboard's not going to cut it Amen. God says you need a whole new change of clothes we got to we can 't clean this up <clears throat> and it's, it's, its he says in that verse that it 's the regeneration the renewing, and that 's done by the Holy Ghost in Philippians chapter three and verse nine. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. We can, like I said earlier, you cannot do enough. You can try. You can get in the book here and you can go off wherever you want to and you can get in the woods or or you can say, you know what, I'm going to put a fence around my home and my farm and I'm going to follow God's laws. We're going to listen down, we're going to go write them out from Leviticus all the way to the end of the book, Exodus, whatever the laws and the commandments of God's word. That's what we're going to have for me and my family. We're going to do these things. You can't do enough. The Bible tells us that the law is not something that we can we can satisfy in our lives. If we was able to satisfy that, if I was able to do, if I could even do a part of that enough that I could say, you know what, God, look at what I've done to satisfy your law. He said it's not enough. It's a filthy rag. What you just done, you followed that law. You kept the sadness. You ate the right food. You didn't kill nobody. You loved your brother in your heart. You followed the Ten Commandments. God says, that's filthy rags in my sight. Amen. You haven't done enough, you can't do enough. The more, the closer that you get to that law, the more that you see that law, all it's going to do is show you your guilt and how, how, how ugly, how awful, how ragged and in sin you are. You've got to have a change. There's got to be a change of clothes. The law can never be satisfied. If you'd be honest with yourself, the harder you try to fulfill the law to clean up your rags, the more tattered they become. Only Jesus Christ could fulfill the law. By faith in his finished work, he imputes his righteousness upon us. We become a brand new creature, not just cleaned up. We're not just cleaning up the old rags. He gives us a change of clothes. In Romans chapter 3 and verse number 10, the Bible says, But God commendeth his love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, I'm sorry, it's the wrong verse, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, For God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not after we cleaned up our act, Not after we started acting better. Not after we shucked off some of them rags and washed off some of that filth. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Can you wrap your mind around that? How filthy and how nasty in the eyes of God to stink in God's nostrils. Yet he sent his son to die for me. Amongst that filth. Because he loved me. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is not just some good bedtime story. This is not just some religious talk. This is not just some book that we come and we read at and we say, you know what, there's pages and and words printed on the pages and, and it's good stuff and it's going to affect your life and it's words to live by. This is God's Word. This is God's Word. With authority, God has commanded us in these ways. It's not what I say. It's not what I think. It's not my opinion. It's not what mom and dad tells us. It's not mom and dad's opinion. It's not pastor's opinion. It's not your Sunday school teacher's opinion. It's not anybody's thoughts. This is God's Word, Amen. God's commandments, Amen. Right. His authority over all. In John chapter 3 and verse number 7, the Bible says, You must be born again. You, you must. Doesn't say it'd be a great idea. It doesn't say, Hey, Here's one way to get to heaven. You can try this. The Bible says you must be born again. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The second thing I want to look at is Christ's righteousness tonight. You say, how do I go about it? Preacher, you're talking about getting a change of clothes and and getting on these garments that she said of of salvation and the robes of righteousness and how do I go about it? Well, I'm glad you asked me because I've just been dying to tell you, okay? Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I say it's not a cleaning up of the old rags, but a complete change of clothes. In our text we read that I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation, he hath covered me with the robes of righteousness with the, the robe of righteousness. I want you to notice one thing there. Just one little thing. God's Word is so perfect. God's Word is so true. What kind of garments did it say? It didn't say a garment. The Bible said there, read it. It doesn't say a robe. What's it say? The the Robe. robe. There's one way. There's only one way for salvation. That robe of righteousness that the Bible's talking about there is Christ's righteousness imputed to you. It's not any other way. It's got to be through Jesus Christ and His perfect work that He's done. Well, we see that we need to put on the garments. In Romans chapter 13 and verse number 14... It says, "But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfil the lust thereof." You say, "Well, what kind of garments is this salvation? These garments of salvation that we're talking about. The Bible says that we put on garments of salvation." You know, I was seeing this old coat, and I the the message of the Lord was kind of bringing this message into my mind, and and I thought, you know, I, I, this verse I come across this verse in Isaiah that the. the the righteousness you know I was just praying and thinking about this old coat I thought, God please clothe me clothe me with your righteousness cover me with your righteousness it's nothing that I have done it's all about Christ's righteousness and then I come across this verse in Isaiah and it said about the, Christ, the robes of righteousness but it also says the garments of salvation I thought well my goodness what is the garments of salvation the garments of salvation so I start reading, I start studying about garments and clothing and putting on and stuff like this. And, and you know what? The Bible tells us there's lots of verses. We're going to look at a few of them tonight. But the Bible tells us about several things as Christians, as God's people, that we're supposed to put on. Things that we're supposed to take on upon us Amen. as Christians the garments of salvation. The first thing that I want to see here tonight is the Bible tells us in Romans that we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first step to salvation. That's the first step to Christian life. You have to put on Jesus Christ. You've got to take him on. It's not good enough. Listen to me tonight. It's not good enough for you to say, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. I believe that He saves people from sins. I believe that He can save me from my sins. It's not good enough to believe that. The Bible says you have to put Jesus on to yourself. You have got to take Him on to yourself. You have got to change your clothes. You've got to cast off them old rags and you've got to bring on the garments of righteousness. You've got to bring Jesus Christ into your life. It's not good enough to think about Jesus in your mind. It's not good enough to come in and sit in church every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning and come by on Tuesday to make sure that the grass is mowed. That ain't going to work. <coughs> you have got to have Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, pay attention and we'll get there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. See if I can get there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 51. The Bible says, Behold... I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be <clears throat> brought to pass the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave where is thy victory? This thing of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us, us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, the next thing that we need to put on as Christians, the Bible says that we need to put on immortality and incorruption. You say, well, that's getting a little bit of science fiction stuff there. We're all going to die, right? This body's going to die. You say, how can I not die? We're getting there. Keep hanging on. We're getting there. Jesus Christ has put His righteousness onto us, okay? It's His rag. We've got rid of that old rag. We shook off that, that old rag's them incorruptible, stinking, nasty, filthy, unrighteousness of our own self-righteousness. And we have to put on Christ's righteousness. Christ brings immortality. Christ's immortality, he, the Bible tells us that He gives us eternal life Amen. upon salvation. Not that we will get eternal life at some point, sometime down the road, but when you're saved, the Bible says that you have eternal life. You have it right now. If you're saved tonight. Put on the garments of salvation. The next thing, Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's a few things in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 22. The Bible tells us there's a few things that needs to be put off. It says one thing that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. There it is right there. You say, how do I put on Jesus Christ? How do I put on immortality? How do I put on corruption? The Bible says that we are to put on the new man. Once you're saved, once God has has made a new creature out of you. You're no longer the old person. You're no longer that same guy that you used to be. Those rags, those that that sin, that unrighteousness, God peeled that stuff off. He rolled that stuff away. He puts on a whole new set of clothes. He makes you a whole new set of a person. He says, "You know what? You're not even the same guy that you used to be. You're not even the same gal that you used to be. I've made a whole new creation here. It's a new man." This is a new man made to live in holiness. Made to put on incorruption, immortality. Jesus Christ, somewhere fit for the Lord to take up residence. You know what? That old man myself, that old flesh that's in me, There's not nothing fit there. I can clean that up, brother. I can garnish that. I can sweep it. I can take the power washer to it. And we can even get out the simple green and make it shine. It's still filthy. It's not fit for the Lord Jesus Christ to take up residence in that old filthy, nasty heart of my flesh. That's why God gives us a new man. He creates a new man. A whole new person. A creation that would be fit for him to live in. This new man, I don't understand sometimes. It's hard for me to get my mind wrapped around it, Brother Edge. I know that that old flesh is still there, but I know that new man is perfect. That new man is the one that's living without sin. That new man is the one that's Got eternal life, that new man is the one that has the incorruptible, the immortality. And there's two different natures there. And it's hard for me to understand sometimes. I'm, I'm still living in this old flesh. I've still got a mind of flesh. I see God's promises and I see God's word and I know that it's true and I have faith and I believe in it and I... But sometimes I still want to pick up this old jacket. Oh. Yep, yep. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's
0: right. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to throw that thing away. I may need to go use that to get into chores with here in bed. I might want to. I may want to pull that on whenever I go back out to see my old buddies. I may want to pull into that old nasty, filthy thing and and go back to see some of my old crowd. I don't want to put on my Sunday best. I don't want to show that new man. That old flesh has rised up. Sometimes we don't we don't shuck that stuff off, we hang on to it. Stick it out on a nail, out in the shed, hang it on the porch, but keep it somewhere where we can get a hold of it. That old filth in our lives. The Bible says there in Ephesians, there's some things that we're to put away. Before we can put on that new clothes, before we can change and we can dress up and get that new, there's some things that we need to put away in our lives. The Bible says that we need to put away lying and that we need to speak the truth. The Bible says that we need to be angry and sin not. It says we need to put that away. We need to put that lying away. We need to put that anger away. Get rid of it. The Bible says not to give place to the devil. The Bible says that we're not supposed to steal no more. That rather we need to be laboring and working instead of taking them from everybody else that don't belong to us. You need to put that away. Get rid of that. It says that we need to have no corrupt communication proceeding out of our mouth and only that which is good to the use of edifying. It says we ought not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It says we need to get rid of bitterness and wrath. It says we need to get rid of anger and clamor and evil speaking. These things are to be put away. We put them things off. That's the kind of stuff that I carry around with me. That's the kind of stuff that filth, that old nasty self-righteousness that was in me. The Bible says to shuck it off, to put it away, to put it out. And you've got to do that in order to put some other stuff on. Pastor, if I had this old coat on and I was wearing that old nasty thing and then I got my suit jacket, my suit jacket coat, and I'm going to put my suit jacket coat on because it's Sunday, probably be best if I take this old nasty thing off. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. You need to take that nasty thing off. Take it off. <laughs> Every Sunday morning. If you have to get it off Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever, you have to get that nasty thing off. You got to put that stuff off before God can put some new clothes on you. <clears throat> you got to put it off. The Bible says that we need to be kind, tender hearted, forgiving even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Those are some things that we need to put on. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 11 says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There's a few things that we need to put on. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 11, in whom you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. The Bible says that circumcision was cutting that old junk off of you. Cutting that old sin out of your life. That's what God's done for you. He said, you know what, there's something right there we need to get rid of. We're going to have to deal with that. I've got me a good sharp knife and this ain't going to feel good, but it's going to be good for you. Hang on. Every once in a while, God's got to cut some of that old nasty sin out of my life. Right. There's some old stuff in there that says that stuff ain't going to work. That stuff's not going to go with your new outfit. You're going to have to have a change of clothes. We're going to have to cut that off. we got to get it out of there. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 8 says, put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which was renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Verse number twelve says, Put on therefore, as the elect of God and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, <clears throat> humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Verse number 14 above all these things listen to this, above all these things put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. There's some things that we need to put off and there's some things that we need to put on. The Bible says we need to put on the garments of salvation. We looked at a few of them just now. The Bible says that we need to put on the robe of righteousness. That's Christ's righteousness that's imputed to us. I'm getting close to done, I promise you. The next thing I want to look at this evening is it's not an outward adorning. I'm not talking about these clothes that you can just dress up in and look good on Sunday morning. We're pretty bad about doing that. All right. In First Peter chapter 3, and verse number 4. Verse number 3, talking about the woman there, it says, Not, not outwardly adorned, but, and in verse number 4, But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Amen. It's not the outward appearance that I'm talking about tonight. You know, I can go to the house... I can get me a shower. I can get myself a nice haircut. I can trim up a little bit. I might even shave and get rid of a few whiskers. I can put on some deodorant. I can put on some of that smell good out of that squirt bottle. I can get me some of them good, nice clothes out of my closet that you pay 30 or 40 or $50 for a button-up shirt. Can you believe that? And you can put them crazy things on, and you can get you a brand-new pair of Wrangler britches or some slacks or whatever it is I can wear. And I can put my boots on. I can shine them things up with some boot polish. I can put some grease on them things and make them really shine and look good. That ain't turned me a bit. That does not impress God. My wife might say you look good, but that's about as far as it goes. I'm not talking about dressing up on the outside. How, you know what? what's on the inside? Whenever you've got what's on the inside fixed up, when you get the change on the inside in your heart, that's going to manifest itself. It's going to come out. You're going to start wanting to dress moral. You're going to want to start talking right. These things that the Bible says to put off, you're going to start having a change in your life. There's going to be an outward manifestation of that. It's going to start showing up on you. People's going to say, hey, there's something a little bit different about you. You ain't got purple hair no more. How come? How come? <laughs> well ain't nothing wrong with purple hair, but if that, if you're just doing that to to draw attention to yourself instead of drawing attention to the Lord, yeah. there's a point when you're gonna say, you know what, that ain't doing nobody a bit of good, yeah. let alone Jesus Christ. Amen. It's gonna come out. It's gonna manifest itself whenever that inward change starts happening. Not talking about the outward adorning. But of the, of the heart, the hidden man of the heart. <clears throat> in First Peter chapter 2, verse number 16, as free and not as using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servant of God. In Jude chapter 1, and verse number 4, for there are certain men that crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to the condemnation Ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God, and our Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter twenty-three and verse twenty-seven. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Fear like in the sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful on the outward, but are with, within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. I'm telling you tonight that you can take and you can have them old rags on. You can have that old filth and that old man and you can still be that old stinking flesh that's covered in that putrid, nasty stench in the, in the sight of God. And you can cloak that thing with religion. Yeah, right. yes, sir. You can pull in here to church on Sunday and you can say, I'm going to pull on my Sunday clothes. I'm going to pull on my Jesus suit. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my hair cut right. I've got my dress down to my ankles. Ain't nobody ever seen my toes. Yeah. You can do those things. That doesn't change what's inside. Amen. You're just cloaking it. You're just pulling on a little cover. The Bible says you need a change of clothes, not just cover it up. You can have that covered. The Bible said in Jude that there were certain that crept in unawares. The next thing that we can look at, you know what we can do? We can be saved, contrary to what we just talked about. You can be saved. You can be as saved and a believer in Jesus Christ. You can you can have God in your heart. You can have that new clothes put on. You can have that change in your life, <coughs> but yet you walk out every day and you say, "Well, you know what? Jesus will forgive me." God will forgive me. It's all right. You know, I heard a guy say here a while back, he said, I'm Southern Baptist. It's all right if I drink because the Lord will forgive me. I said, you got it messed up, buddy. That ain't the way it works. Amen. He said, well, it's just the way it is. I believe in God's forgiveness. I said, I do too. But there's also a verse that talks about turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. And that's where you're at, friend. That ain't the way it works. And then in Matthew, the Bible says about them Pharisees, the scribes and Pharisees, they looked good. Oh, they cleaned up on the outside, but they had them dead man's bones inside Bible says that we need a change of clothes, not just a cloak, not just cover it up. You know when old John Bunyan wrote that Pilgrim's Progress book? The Bible tells about Christian. How many of you has read that book? I'm just curious. There's a lot of you that have. I've several of you that have. It's a good book. You need to read that book. here to help you. Yeah, right. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I ain't much on reading, but I've probably read it, I'd say, at least once and a half. <laughs> But I mean, you know what, the Bible, in, in that book that he wrote, he talks about old Christian come up to the cross. He come through the gate. He come up to the cross, and he was wearing that burden he had on them rags. And they come down there. You know what, they got that. They shuck that off. The Lord shuck that old burden off. He got rid of them filthy rags that he was wearing. Gave him a change of clothes, and he gave him a coat. Amen. So that's what the book said. He gave him a coat. That guy was reading his Bible. He knew what he was talking about when he wrote that book. Gave him a coat. The coat was of Christ's righteousness. A coat of Christ's righteousness. Well, Christian, he goes on down the trail a little bit, and he meets a couple of old boys. They hop over the wall. Remember them guys? Yep. Yeah. They hopped over the wall. One of them name was Humility, and the other one was uh Formalist, I believe, they were from the city of Vainglory. And they come, they hopped over that wall. Christian seen them roll over there. He said, oh, what are you boys doing? You know, I'm putting this in hillbilly. <clears throat> but uh, he said, what are you boys doing? Come rolling over the wall. You got to come in by the gate yonder. You can't come in by the wall. He said, no, this is the way all of us from our country, our town, we all come and we take the shortcut. We come this way. It's a long ways around by the gate. He said, no, you got to go by the gate because that's the way of the cross. And if you don't come by the way of the cross, you're not going to get a new set of clothes like I got. You're not going to get a change of clothes and look at this coat that the Lord gave me You're going to get one of these coats, and he gave me this roll, and and he put a seal in my forehead. And if you don't come through that way, you're not going to have these things. They said, "No, we don't need that. We've got our own stuff. We've got these clothes that look just about as good as yours do. We've got our own self-righteousness. We walk through the way. We're going the same direction. We're all headed to the celestial city. It'd be all right." This is the way we always do it. And they said, he goes, well, you don't have this coat. You don't have this coat. You got some clothes there. Your clothes look pretty good, but you don't have this coat of Christ's righteousness. They said, well, we just perceived that somebody maybe has gave you that coat to cover up your shame. Didn't believe in it. We've got our own righteousness. We don't need that. And Pilgrim, he ended up parting ways with them old boys. They went a different direction that might have been just a little bit easier. And things didn't work out so well for them. But you know what? There's a lot of wisdom in that. That little bitty story right there. The Bible says that we need a change of clothes. The Bible says that we need a coat of Christ's Righteousness. And we got to come by the way him. I'm getting ready to close this evening, but first of all, I want to talk to this. Remember one thing. It's a cloak or a cover that we're putting, the rag, putting on the rags of sin with our self-righteousness. We're just covering it up. You're just thinking you're swinging that old cloak over the top and covering everything up so it can't be seen with your own self-righteousness. You say, you know what, I go to church. I sit right here in these pews at Liberty Faith Church since I've knee-high. My feet was a-swinging off the, the chair there. I've listened to Brother Redd preach my entire life. I've heard that Bible inside and out, some hard preaching, good stuff. But are you just cloaking your own sin? Hey, you know what church we've got people listening online I'm not lit- preaching to everybody online I hope it does somebody some good and I hope anybody somebody listening it does but I'm talking to us tonight I'm talking to myself tonight how many times do we just cloak and cover up our sins Yeah, yeah. yeah. we just cover it up We put on a little bit of religion. We put on a little bit of self-righteousness. And we'll swing that thing up over and we'll fasten it down just so you look halfway decent. You look good when you go out. Put on that cloak of self-righteousness. The next thing, there's a few things that we need to put off in our lives. And then there's some things that we need to put on. You know, I tell you, I'm sometimes I'm pretty good at wanting to put on Jesus. There's some things, Phil, that I you know what, when when pastor preaches and he says, you know what, this is God's will for your life, and this is what God wants to do for you, you know what, I want to take that on. I want to put that on. I want God's blessing in my life. I want to serve the Lord, I want to do right, I want to witness to people. I know God's wanting to bless me in that way. And I want to put on Jesus. I want to put on love for the people around me. I want to put on all these good things that the Bible says that we need to take upon ourselves as a Christian. I want to put that on. I want to wear that proudly. It's that putting stuff off that I have a little bit of trouble with. There's some things that I don't like to put off. I like them too much. I have trouble shucking them. Putting things off is what's hard on us. The Bible says that we need to get that stuff out of our lives. Oh God, I pray that you'll cut that stuff loose. Get that stuff out of our lives. You know what? It's not only... that we do something to have to be taken off rather than covered up. But you got to put things back on too. You know, Christian living is not just contrary to what I just said. It's not just quitting things either. It's not just quitting. It's not just saying, well, I'm going, you know, by God's grace, I'm going to live right from now on. I'm going to start dressing different. I'm going to start listening to different music. All these things that pastor preaches it's not just a set of rules that we're setting up here. Pastor preached about being fenced in last week that's not what this is all about. The Bible said one of the verses that I read earlier talks about the liberty the liberty of putting these things on taking these things off it's a freedom there's got to be a want to yeah you got to have a want to. <clears throat> right. If you don't have that want to, I think maybe you need to back up just a little bit to the first part of my message and shuck off that old stuff. Let God put a change in your clothes. <clears throat> it's not just quitting things. And we'll try to finish up here, Zechariah chapter 3, verses number 4 and 5. The Bible says, to Take away the filthy garments from him, and unto him he said, Behold, I have caused, the iniqu- caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Get rid of the old rags. Don't hold on to them. You may be tempted to wear them again on occasion. Like I say, that old jacket, that old coat, that old stuff in our lives, It's pretty easy just to put it out somewhere. You know, old coat like that. If I was to bring that thing in the house and tell my wife, wash that for me. You know what? That ain't going in my wife's washing machine. (laughs) That ain't going to happen. That thing, that thing is filthy. But you know what? <coughs> I'm just going to be real honest with you. When I get home tonight, I ain't throwing this in the trash. Amen. I ain't going to throw it away. The, dog it. the dogs need it, Don. They do. It's still wintertime. Yeah. They're going to want to lay on that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They might not. <coughs> Maybe that's why it was laying out in the yard, don't they? Maybe they <laughs> throwed it out. <laughs> they said they're done with it. Maybe that's why I found it there. I don't know. <coughs> But we're bad about that. We let God give us a brand new set of clothes. We get a good change of clothes. He gives us a good coat of His righteousness. And we want to hang on to those old rags. We don't get rid of them. We don't shuck them off. We don't cut them away. If you'll stand with me this evening, we have prayer.